Welcome to the Unidentified Anomalous Podcast. No, I'm not having a stroke, but I did say the Unidentified Anomalous Podcast for a reason. I'm joined by my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Logan. I'm so excited we're finally recording our first episode. This is awesome. It is awesome. Nerve-wracking, but awesome. Yeah. Cool. So I guess I wanted to take a sec and just kind of restate the reason we're making this podcast. You know, we we want to inform, first off. Uh, a lot of UAP current events are coming out now. Um, a lot of things in motion in Congress, it seems like. So I'd like to try to keep people up to date with that. Um, but we're just super passionate about this topic. Uh, I hope we can make this podcast almost like a platform. Um, eventually we'll get people on here to share their UFO encounters, um, witness accounts, anything involving the subject. So I just hope we can kind of continue toward that goal each episode as we go along. Yeah. And like Logan stated, you know, we'll cover current events, um, some historical facts, and again, hopefully, um, here's some true stories. Of course. Um, I think it's important, yeah, I said we're interested, clearly, but maybe, Mom, if you wanted to kind of just tell us anything that happened in particular that made you interested, like, did you ever have a sighting of any kind? Well, Logan, funny you asked. <laughs> um, so, I'm interested in, in this topic just because I um, I love I love to, to learn and I love to... Uh, delve into things that we don't know the answers to and uh, I'm not smart enough to be a scientist so this is the next best thing but I will say that I have a story um, back in around 1986 um, a year out of high school uh, my sister and I were traveling back to Columbus Ohio from Nashville Tennessee and we were north of Cincinnati still south of Columbus and it was probably about midnight or so the highways were not very busy and I believe my sister may have been asleep but I'm driving down this dark highway at midnight and just driving along and all of a sudden to my left over the um, median or the grass between the north or east and westbound lanes I saw a bright hovering light. Um, it appeared to be disc shaped and I just remember light radiating down uh, onto the roadway from it. And of course I'm driving 70 miles an hour so I didn't have long to take a look but I reached over and I said, oh my goodness, did you see that to my sister? And she did not and I looked in the mirror and it was gone 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 so i i feel confident that it was a ufo or uap as they call them now <laughs> only old people call them yeah, ufos okay now. and um so that was my my experience and you know i often think about it i often think what would i what would i've seen if i would had been able to slow down and take it in but unfortunately that was uh that was the end of it but so it sounds like it flew away or disappeared while you were not looking at it. Yeah, after I had passed, 
apparently. Um, again, like I said, I looked back in, in the rear view and it was gone. It was gone. Mm -hmm. Do you happen to remember, was the light a certain color? Uh, white, white, bright white. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's all I remember. I wish I'd seen more detail. Mm-hmm, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mom, I don't, I don't know how often you've told this story to other people. Maybe you haven't too much. Maybe it's just been something that you and I have talked about. But I'd like to ask you, like, did it make you feel a certain way? Oh, sure. I mean, you don't go tell the world, hey, I saw a UFO last night, because, especially back in the 80s, you know, um, you've got that stigma, as everybody refers to, and people, you know, you don't want people to say, oh, you're crazy, well, you don't know what you're talking about, you were asleep or whatever. So, no, I told, I told immediate family, and that was about it. Yeah. Did you feel, like, did you ever doubt what you saw? Did you start rationalizing? Oh, it no. had to have been a helicopter no, or an airplane. No. no, because it couldn't have been an airplane. It was too close to the ground. That That's one thing. It wasn't very high off the ground at all. It was probably lower than the treetops. Mm -hmm. So it couldn't have been a helicopter. It couldn't have been an airplane. Mm -hmm. And it just sat still or yeah. did it have slight movements with it? It was sitting, like I said, I passed it at 70 or faster. <laughs> don't tell the cops. We don't speed. <laughs> um, so I didn't see it move. I just saw it hovering and then it was gone. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's my story. So, you know, Logue, tell us, tell us why you're intrigued with this topic. Well, to this day, I can't say that I've ever had an unexplained sighting. You know, maybe the odd light in the sky every now and then, but nothing I could ever stand behind and say that was a UFO or a UAP. Um, but I've always been intrigued by really anything that doesn't have a clear explanation to it. I've always been fascinated, like, you know, you hear fantastical stories and a lot of people are quick to say they're faking it, they're lying. Um, but I've always been intrigued to think that they believe their truth and I feel like there's a lot of validity behind that, you know, no matter who's saying it. If they believe it's true, there has to be a reason why. Um, but more in particular with UAP, in 2019, I do remember seeing clips of Bob Lazar on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Mm. And I was just, I was just shocked. Uh, you know, he has some extremely fantastical claims. If anyone's listening that is already following the UAP topic, I know that you know who Bob Lazar is. Um, but for those who don't, he claims he was working at a site right outside of Area 51 in Nevada, and that he was a scientist tasked with reverse engineering the propulsion system on extraterrestrial craft. Um, he has some really crazy claims out there. Some say crazy, some say... Um, Amazing. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of reasons to maybe believe him or disbelieve him, but... We're definitely going to talk more about that in some future episodes. And feel free to give his name a Google search. You'll find a lot of information about Bob Lazar. But just hearing that, not being too abreast to UAP or UFO topic, um, was really inspiring to me and just made me kind of dive into it and want to learn as much as I could. You know, you talk about Bob Lazar and one of the first people to ever interview Bob Lazar 
back when he never told his name or showed his face was George Knapp. Um, George Knapp is a, a, is a, was a reporter back in Las Vegas uh, around in the 80s and um, got the whiff of this information and hadn't, wasn't really sure what to think about it, but he you know, pursued the story. He got this interview um, with Bob Lazar and Bob Lazar started to tell his story and everything just escalated there for George Knapp and the UFO stories. So uh, Logan and I will talk a little bit about the 2017 New York Times article that a lot of people say brought the UAP topic into the mainstream. And I would have to say that, you know, George Knapp really brought this into the mainstream, but if there had been the internet back in the 80s, mm-hmm. this uh, all would have been out and investigated a long time ago. But mm-hmm. And George Knapp did really great work, and he, he put a lot into, um, you know, breaking the Bob Lazar story. Um, however, he was just a reporter for a local news station. Um, I think that played against him in certain ways when you compare it to the New York Times being such a widely known national publication. Certainly. You know, the, the New York Times has a certain uh, pedigree behind it that a local news station just won't have. So uh, not to mention the more recent uh, nature of this New York Times article being six years ago. Um, it's really groundbreaking. Uh, the article name is called uh, Glowing Auras and Black Money, the Pentagon's Mysterious UFO Program. Uh, it was co-authored by Leslie Kane and Ralph Blumenthal. You know, to me with this article, the most important thing that came out with it were three declassified Department of Defense videos. Uh, if you've been following UAP Topic, you've heard these names. If you're new to this, give them a Google because these are pretty awe-inspiring videos to watch. Uh, they're called Gimbal, Go Fast, and FLIR. That's F-L-I-R. It's an acronym, stands for Forward Looking Infrared. Um, these sensors and the information and data off of them were operating on Navy fighter jets and, like I said, declassified by the Department of Defense. Yeah, and um, Leslie Keene, one of the co authors, um, who is an American investigative journalist and author and have studied the UFOs for over 20 years, stated that there have been no official videos of UFOs released, I don't think ever, but certainly not since way back in the 50s or 60s, and they were official. That's the thing. They weren't just somebody out there with a cell phone taking a video. These for the New York Times were official. Yeah, for sure, Mom. Um, That's really the biggest thing that came from this article. So this 2017 New York Times article is the first public account of the Pentagon's UFO investigative authority called ATIP. As you know the government, they love their acronyms. ATIP stands for Advanced Aerial Threat Identification Program. Yeah, and the New York Times was initially hesitant to include anything about ATIP in their article until former U.S. Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid was willing to meet with the New York Times and confirm the existence and the funding of this program. And once they got that confirmation from Harry Reid, they were off and running. Mm-hmm. The New York Times doesn't like to just put anything in their articles that they can't verify. And what better source than a U.S. Senate Majority Leader? 
ATIP, although not publicly known, uh, it was unclassified. Um, pretty surprising given the government's history of classifying information. So the ATIP program was led by Luis Elizondo, who commonly goes by Lou, so forgive us if that's what we call him as we continue to talk about him through this whole podcast. But Lou Elizondo, um, since the New York Times article, has become involved in mainstream disclosure efforts to help push the U.S. government to release more information on UAP to the public. A direct statement from Lou Elizondo on leaving the DOD, um, this is in quotes, Ironically, I left the Department of Defense out of loyalty, not disloyalty. I left the Department of Defense to finish the very mission they gave me in the first place. Yeah, because he'll tell you when attempting, or he will say, when attempting to take his findings up the chain to the Secretary of Defense, he kept getting stonewalled. As a government insider, Elizondo believes one reason for the stonewalling is the rationale that if the Secretary of Defense is ever asked if he has been briefed about UFOs, he would then have to say yes. And what kind of Secretary of Defense would ever want to admit to having briefings on UFOs? Right. You know, if if they want to just keep saying there's always something um, kosher to explain these unexplained sightings, he would never want to say he's been given information by other governmental departments to say, hey, this might be difficult to explain. We have something here. And I think we forgot to mention, you know, Lou Elizondo did lead the ATIP program, but after 10 years of leading that program, he left. And again, he left because he felt like he wasn't getting anywhere. So. You know, in the time since Lou left the Pentagon, he hasn't given up on his effort for disclosure on the UAP topic. Um, he's actually teamed up with former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence, Chris Mellon, and also Blink-182 frontman Tom DeLong. If you guys like some punk rock music, I'm sure you know who Tom DeLong is. So they've teamed up just to help bring this topic further into public conversation. And they were actually featured on the History Channel's TV show called Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation. I think there's two seasons of it, uh, pretty recent within the last four years or so. Um, a lot of episodes are on YouTube. Really, really fun to watch. Really, really good uh, information into how they're investigating this this topic. And, and just a note, Tom DeLonge's company his name to the stars mm-hmm. yeah. yeah to the stars academy and you know unfortunately at this point uh, i think lou elizondo and, and chris mellon have kind of stepped away from to the stars academy but you know they've both been giving pretty recent uh interviews on different podcasts and and news channels and things like that so i know chris mellon and lou elizondo are still heavily involved in trying to push uap disclosure to the public yeah and um even with Lou Elizondo's departing from the Pentagon and ATIP um, and, and being involved in this research, to this day, Congressman Tim Burchette claims to remain in contact with Lou Elizondo as he continues his fight to hold the government accountable when it comes to UAPs. Um, you'll be hearing a lot more about that about Senator Burchette as we cover the current UAP events. So this New York Times article, you know, I think it just made a huge progress in reducing the stigma around discussing 
the UFO subject. Um, you know, it put it out to the forefront and it gives us more reason to talk about it and and more puts us more at ease to talk about it. Mm -hmm. However, since the 2017 article, it seems as though the government has changed the way they'd like to refer to these UFO. Um, in 2019, the government kind of came out and said, you know, they acknowledged these censor uh, data and these videos that came out with the New York Times article, and instead of calling them unidentified flying objects, they're now calling them UAP, or unidentified anomalous phenomena. Do we know why? I think they just wanted a new acronym. <laughs> no, I'm Maybe just Maybe to kidding. get rid of the stigma? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, really. That, that's a valid point, Mom. Yeah. Um, reducing the stigma with UFO is crucial. And I think for decades now, if you bring up UFO, people break out the tinfoil. They start wearing his <laughs> hats and making fun of you. Um, so I think, I think that was a big part of it for sure. So, you know, Mom, you did make a really good point about the stigma being reduced with a new name change for UFO to UAP. So when you were younger, or maybe even when you did have your encounter on the highway, was there a lot of stigma behind UFOs, or did you feel really hesitant to even bring it up? Yeah, I mean, it just wasn't... You just felt like people looked at you and rolled their eyes like, oh my gosh, this lady's crazy, you know? Um, again, you, t you know, there's always the tinfoil hat joke, right? Where it's just, I think it's, it's unfortunate that people's insecurities and lack of knowledge make them, um, want to call other people crazy. So, um, that's why I hope that if nothing else, all of this, discussion just educates people a little bit and lets them know that you know this is a definite possibility and probably does exist in some way or another we mm -hmm. don't know what it is yet or what they are or where they're from but at least we don't mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah someone out there might they might i want to draw on a point about uap slash ufo if someone says to you I saw an unidentified flying object. Mom, when you hear that, does your brain go directly to aliens and spaceships? And that's a good point, Logan. Um, yeah, and I think most people do. I mean, and maybe that's could be the, the, the background for the change. You know, everybody does relate UFO to aliens and I think we have to consider that even though we don't know what these item, not items, but we don't know what these objects are or where they're from, but it doesn't mean they're aliens or from outer space. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. I think most people do go there. Yeah. I think it's important to just kind of maybe draw a distinction that just because someone says, I saw something in the sky that I can't explain, doesn't mean they're jumping to the conclusion that it's an alien, it's little green men, it's flying saucers. That's not what it means. Maybe that person thinks that's what it is, but you shouldn't hear UFO or UAP and just assume that this person is claiming that 
there's aliens flying around our airspace. Because that's not necessarily the truth. Or it might be. <laughs> it might be. I just think it's important to keep an open mind. Yes. And if you if you just close your mind only around aliens and spaceships, then you're not doing the conversation and the topic too much of a service here. I think that does more of a disservice than anything. Um, that can maybe increase the stigma, but clearly what anyone who's passionate about the topic wants to do is, is decrease that stigma. Um, you know, mom, my wife and I were on our back deck a few weeks ago with some friends and, you know, I kind of brought up that we're going to start this podcast. It's pretty cool. I like to talk about it when I can. Um, I was nervous to bring it up first off because every time you bring up starting a podcast, people make jokes about, Oh, you're going to be the next Joe Rogan. You're going to move to Austin. Yeah. Good luck, bro. (laughs) But you know, the other part is that the podcast is about UAP and UFO and you know, I didn't want to be seen as that tinfoil hat wearing crazy guy on my back deck and my friends look at me like I'm a nut job. Um, but I said it and you know, I got some really good feedback. Like, yeah. yeah um, I, I didn't expect a good feedback, but you know, they seemed genuinely interested, asked some questions about what I thought. And, you know, one of our friends actually said that her mom claims to have seen an alien or some sort of extraterrestrial being inside her house. So hopefully that's something we could get on the podcast later in more detail. I don't know if I want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never stay home alone again. (laughs) But I only bring up this example to just say that you don't know what other people think about the UFO or UAP topic until you bring it up. And that's the only way that the stigma could ever be reduced. It's just to talk about it in a normal way. Because people just want to get their thoughts out there. Yeah, Logan, I thanks for sharing that story because that also reminds me, we were out to dinner with some friends and of course, you know, excited about the podcast, but not really saying, hey, I'm doing a podcast. I'm kind of scouting for um, experiences for people, right? who's seen something or who knows somebody that's seen something. So I asked our friends, Hey, any weird question, any of you guys ever seen a UFO or any, have any experience like that? And they were, they're like, what? And before they could have a chance to answer, my husband said, yeah, Verena and Logan are doing a podcast on UFOs. (laughs) So, um, you know, it kind of turned the conversation a little bit differently, but you know, none of them had, had any i believe one of the guys said that his dad maybe saw uh something but yeah it you, you feel funny asking unfortunately but hey if you if you have an experience and and you want to talk about it just you never know Mm-hmm. yeah there's there's got to be so many people with their own unique stories just walking all around us every day and we just hope that we can bring some of those to light um you know having an experience that is unexplainable that could be a lot to hold on to and i think having any opportunity to share your story whether it be with your friends or family or on a platform like a podcast um you know we're always open to getting people's stories and sharing them uh, through any platform we might build here as we come along so if anyone ever wants to share a story they might have 
you know, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we are on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Amomalous Pod. That's A-M-O-M-A-L-O-U-S Pod. That's Instagram and Twitter. Or you can send us an email, amomalouspod at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear any sort of story that you might have or encounter that you want to share with us. I want to, I know I said I haven't really had a UFO encounter per se, but a couple weeks ago, my wife and I were driving, you know, down a rural Midwest road and, uh, you know, no street lights or light pollution to, to think of, but my wife was driving and she knows we're into the UFO subject and I thought she was joking with me. She stopped the car real fast and she goes, Logan, look up there. What is that? And I looked up and there's just a solid straight line of about 20 or 30 lights. You were excited for a second. I was. <laughs> well, I was still excited because it was cool to see. Um, but I'm sure a lot of you have seen Elon Musk's Starlink satellites. Yeah. Um, when you see those being launched, they're pretty cool. They're pretty spectacular. Um, I did put a short little clip of that up on our Instagram page. You can check that out. Um, but it was really awesome to see. And just because I had to make sure it was Starlink and I didn't just see a UFO sighting <laughs> and... and be too underwhelmed by it um i did google you know starlink launches in the area and there was a starlink launch the day before we saw this so it does put some validity to it being starlink that we saw yeah and does seem to look like all the other starlink uh sightings mm -hmm. but cool yeah nonetheless it was still awesome to see yeah so I hope you all enjoyed our first episode of the Unidentified Amomalous Podcast. That's Amomalous. We know it seems like a typo. We did not have a stroke, but mm -hmm. it is Amomalous Podcast. It started out as a little play on joke play on words and it stuck. Mm -hmm. um, so again, we hope you come back for more episodes. Um... We're going to give updates weekly, so check out our show. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Um, check just about anywhere that you guys get your podcasts. If you're trying to find it somewhere and you can't find it, feel free to find us on social media and let us know. Oh, and check out our topic next time. Uh, we're going to talk about the congressional hearings and... All that good stuff. Yeah, the uh, whistleblower has a lot of fascinating claims coming out, so we're going to cover that for you guys and just kind of break down that news and give our opinions. Is he lying? <laughs> Is he a disinformation agent? <laughs> You'll find out on the next episode. <laughs> Thanks for joining.